We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, all my KMOX friends. My name is Dave Simon, certified financial planner by day and the occasional fill-in host for At Your Service in the evening. So good to be talking with you tonight here. As we start the second hour, as a reminder, I will also be filling in next Monday from 1 to 3, and then uh, a week from tomorrow, Thursday the 5th, from 8 to 10 p.m. Hopefully I'll be talking next week about TCU football. Somehow pulling the upset over Michigan and getting to that national championship game out in L.A. on January 9th. Nothing against Michigan at all. Like I said last hour, I would most likely gladly root for the Wolverines to finally get to the promised land and um, and and win it all. If not for my team, TCU. In fact, as I sit here in the KMOX studio, I am the proud wearer of purple. The Horn Frogs of TCU. So that game coming up on us on uh, this Saturday. Uh, Speaking of sports too, in case you haven't heard Mizzou basketball pulled off yet another upset that that's what it was at home as they enter sec play and knocked off 19th ranked Kentucky. So that's two ranked teams they've beaten in just the past week. So I don't know who's the real Mizzou team. The one that's all of a sudden beaten um, two ranked teams by double digits. Or the one loss when they got absolutely trashed by KU, a very, very good team. I don't know. We shall see. But um, I know this Mizzou fan is uh, obviously very excited. But this isn't a sports show. This is uh, kind kind of an all-encompassing show, although it does tend to skew toward the investment side a little bit, since I do that for a living, and that includes hosting the Dollars and Cents show occasionally. So let me ask you this. Start with a question. You will receive a million dollars if you can successfully predict this. You got to wait for a a year, though. You have to predict what the S and P five hundred, which is the main barometer of the broader stock market, is. So, using the S and P, you have to predict for twenty twenty three how the S and P will perform. And you have to do it by one decimal. So, for example, uh, you could say 10.8% to the positive. I mean, you're going to win a million bucks. I'm sorry. I can't just give it a round number. You got to, you have to do a little bit more than that. Or you might say negative 
6% or something like that. Um, let me give you some advice if this were a real contest. Don't pick anywhere near the average. The long-term average, all the way back to 1928, so we're talking about 95 full calendar years when we include 2022, nearly a full century. The average return of the S&P 500 is 9.8%. So my little friendly advice, if this were a contest, I would say don't pick anywhere near the average. To have any chance of winning, you've got to go way outside of that. And most notably, to the upside. Folks, returns in the stock market are chunky. You hear this average of about 9 or 10%, and too many investors get suckered into that thinking, well, okay, I'll start investing in the market, and I'm just going to average about 9 or 10%. You won't in any given year. And chances are you will not in any given decade. That's a 95-year average. You're either going to do better or worse. Yeah, it's kind of that simple. What I did is I went all the way back to 1928. And I mapped out each year. I, I kind of put it in an Excel spreadsheet. And I divided it into six categories. Zero to 10% or negative zero to 10%. So there's two categories on either side of zero. Then I went 10 to 20 on the positive, 10 to 20 on the downside. And then my fifth and sixth categories, of course, 20% or better to the upside or 20% or worse of a decline. What do you think of those six categories had the most entries? And by the way, it's not even close. It's lopsided. Most people, I believe, would say either 0 to 10 or 10 to 20. And the answer is 20 plus. Out of the 95 years since 1928 through 22, 2022, 34 of 95 years have been better than 20%. That is a 35.8% success rate, more than a third. Does that surprise you? I think it does, most people. In fact, just go to the last 10 years. Four of the last 10 years have been better than 20%. 40%. Not too far off the 95-year average of a little bit more than a third, a bit better than 20%. So I ask you again, if this were a contest, and I said you could win a million dollars if you successfully predict what the market will return in 2023. I think you would now think, well, to have any chance, I can't just be average or normal. i got to come up with something like up 24.6% or to the downside. Now, not much on the downside either. In fact, the second largest category is up between 10 and 20. 20 of those categories, 20 of those entries. So 10% and above which is slightly above average, 10% is even above that 9.8, of course, that's 54 out of 95 years are better than the medium. And isn't that something? It's the huge down years that bring it down. And we've had some whoppers. Most recent bad one was 2008, which was down 36.6%. 1974, down 26%. 2002 was down over 22%. But we've only had six of those out of the last 90 
five years. Only six times has the market ever been down more than 20% in a calendar year. I think, again, that surprises a lot of people. How about down 10 to 20%? I bet you a lot of you would think, oh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 times. No, six times there too. This year will fall into that category. It's the sixth time. So I I counted this year. In fact, you know what? There's a chance in the last two days if the market really falls out of bed that it will go to the negative 20 category. The S&P right now is down 19%. I just thought about that. So right now it's in the 10 to 20% category, but we still have two trading days left. So before this year, it was only five times of the last 95 where the market had finished down between 10 and 20. Six times 20 or more. So it's either going to be five and seven or six and six, if that makes sense to you. But let me give you one more stat about this, all right? I talked about don't be average. Do not pick anything around 9.8% because the market has never actually finished higher 9.8% ever, 95 times, even though that's the average. Let me get really wild with some of these numbers to prove this point. What I did is I went 2% either side. So I went 9.8 plus 2 to get you to 11.8 and 9.8 minus 2 7.8. So now we've got a 4% window. How many times has the S&P finished between 7.8 and 11.8? Two percentage points on either side of the long-term average. It's only happened four times. And yet, here's the point I'm getting to. We tend to follow the market strategists out there who predict every year what the market's going to do, and most of the time, they come in with about an average number. I think the market's going to be up 6 to 8%. I'm predicting 9. I'll take 7.5. And it never happens. Four times has it ever come between 7.8 and 11.8. And one more to really blow your mind here. I widen it out even more to between 6 and 15%. Now, come on. With the average close to 10%, and I go all the way down to 6 and then all the way up to 15, there's a 9% swing. Surely a lot of years have fallen in between 6 and 15%. 13 times in nearly a century, which comes out to be only about 14% of the time. 14 percent of the time has the market ever finished between 6 and 15%. So I leave this segment again by asking you, if you were in a contest and you had any chance of winning, should you get anywhere near the long-term average? No. Go extreme and typically extreme on the positive. That's why this is a long-term game, my friend, and you can't get caught in what just happened in 2022, which is a down year, because chances are, if not 23, by 24, we're going to have some really rock-solid years. That's a century of history. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Serving St. Louis for over 96 years. KMOX. It is 9.20 in St. Louis. You are listening to At Your Service here on X. Dave Simons filling in. Hello there. And an early Happy New Year to all of you as we are about to turn the clock over to 2023. And as I talked about in the first hour, a lot of people are going to be ready to say goodbye to 2022 for a variety of reasons and kiss 23 right on his lips. So I just talked about how you could win a million dollars hypothetically by correctly predicting if, if this were a contest, the uh, return of the S and P 500 for 2023. This again, just having some fun here, but really the only shot that you have is you can't just be, give some average pick because average just almost never happens in terms of um, an overall return. You have to either, let's say I, I'll predict, 23% to the upside or maybe up 17. I mean, that's more than half the time those kinds of numbers work as opposed to, well, I think we're going to have a really bad down year and it's going to be down 24%. Anything's possible. But the odds historically are really against that, as I just explained. So let me tell you a real way to become like a multimillionaire. I'm going to be a little silly here. I'll give you advanced warning, but not really, because what I'm about to tell you is factually accurate. All you have to do is look at some of the most high-profile stocks that shot up during the pandemic, the so-called stay-at-home stocks, that doubled, tripled, quadrupled in no time. Everybody talked about them. People were piling in, and now those stocks are down 80 and 90% from their high. Some of them may go out of business. But if you kick the carcasses on some of these things, some of them have real businesses. And they're a leading, they're a leader in their industry in some newfangled technology that really is the real deal and will make people fortunes over the next 10 to 20 years. I, I can't tell you which one, of course. But that's how you do it. You pick the next Amazon. Let me explain. All right. Let me take you back to the Internet and the high-flying Internet stocks of the late 90s. We all remember that. Most of us do anyway, right? And then the bubble burst starting in March of 2000. And it was a debacle for a couple of years. And many companies went under, a lot of the Internet companies, especially those with no earnings. But some of them survived and they have become powerhouses in their own right here more than 20 years later. The poster child of that is good old Amazon. So Amazon 
uh, hit an all-time high uh, at that point back in October of 99. And then that was its peak, October of 99, and then fell, get this, 95.1%. crash almost going out of business over a two-year period from the fall of 99 to the fall of 2001. Now, if you were able to buy that stock, somehow you had the crystal ball and it was working perfectly, and you bought it at its low in October of 2001, which adjusted for all the splits, was 27.5 cents. Amazon, 27.5 cents in October of 01. All the way to its all-time high, which was, by the way, a year ago. It's not at its all-time high now because, like a lot of tech stocks, it's come down. But from October of 01 to November of 2021, a little more than a year ago, Amazon, I'm not making this up, Amazon is up (laughs) 68,000%. It was when we look at its all-time high a year ago. That comes out to be an annualized return of 38.6%. Can you imagine picking anything, any investment, but we'll just stick with stocks right now, and for the next 20 years, it averages a return of 38.6%. You see how you could turn a couple thousand into tens of millions? That's the way you do it. So it's easy, right? I just told you, you want to make tens of millions of dollars, okay, kick the carcasses of all these supposedly dead stocks that did so well during the early days of the pandemic. They've since been taken to the shed out, out to the back of the shed and, and um, (laughs) beat to within an inch of its life. And some of these companies will not survive, but you figure out the one that will and hold on to it for dear life through thick and thin. Now, what I did, I got to be very careful here. This disclaimer, I mean it. I'm going to just mention five names these are not buy recommendations for yours, by yours truly. In fact, I personally do not own any of the five stocks I'm about to tell you, and I don't plan to buy them anytime soon. I may never buy them. I may buy them six months from now. I have no idea, but I'm not, I have no interest in buying them today, and I don't currently own them. So that should show you that these are not buy recommendations. I'm agnostic, but I'm telling you, I am telling you, while None of these may turn out to be an Amazon-type return. In fact, I don't think it will, any of them. At least one of them, if not several of them, I'm telling you, are going to shine the next 20 years and make people a lot of money who are willing to go in, kick that carcass to determine if there's a beating heart, and do what nobody else wants to do right now and actually buy some of these stocks and then hang on for dear life. And I I started with like 20 stocks and then I narrowed it down to five, five companies that I think are the real deal and they're industry leaders. So in no particular order, here's a stock that's down 91% from its all-time high of a year ago. In fact, it's down 87% year to date. So almost all of its decline has happened this year. And I'm talking about Coinbase. Now, it's a very controversial industry because it's related to cryptocurrencies, and we all know about the collapse of FTX and 
Bitcoin and all these other cryptos that have collapsed. But I'm t- in my opinion, crypto is a real deal. I can't tell you who the ultimate winner is going to be. Is it going to be Bitcoin? Uh, is the government going to, going to come out with maybe its own digital version? I, I have no idea. Nobody can accurately predict this. But cryptos, in my opinion, are here to stay. And they're going through some dramatic growing pains right now. And they will be eventually regulated. And they will be a real thing. I don't know that anytime soon they're actually going to be used as real currency. I don't think so. But they'll be used for in other types of utility purposes in some way. Well, Coinbase is the main exchange for that, or one of the main exchanges. It's the most popular. It is regulated. It is a, it's a, um, um, what do I want to say, a legitimate company as opposed to something like an FTX, okay? So that's not a buy recommendation, but put it on your list to look at. It's only for high-risk people, by the way, but it is down 91%. Where is that going to be in 20 years, or will they be bought out by somebody? I don't know. Now, if the government comes in and just quashes the whole thing, then forget everything I said. I'm just throwing out some crazy ideas here. Here's another one, DraftKings. Now, some of you are against the gambling thing, and I get it, so for moral purposes, you would never touch something like this, but... Whether you like it or not, it is here to stay and growing. And at some point, again, my opinion, all 50 states are going to have some form of legalized gambling. That's the direction we're going. I I just, whether you like it or not, I think that's where we're going. So you look at a DraftKings, which is one of the leaders, but I mean, they lose money every year, but Amazon did too. Even back in the uh, most of the 2000s, they lost money until finally they rewarded their shareholders by turning a profit. But that didn't happen for years. So you have DraftKings, which is down 85% from their all-time high. These things are really cheap. Not to say they can't get cheaper, all right? I'm not saying go out and buy this tomorrow. But for risk-tolerant investors looking at something that people could have purchased back at the lows of 2001 and two, if only, if only, if only I would have bought it back then and held on how much money I would have, well, you are getting another opportunity. I just don't know which ones, but there are two ideas. How about a third company I use? Gosh, maybe I wouldn't say every day, but three or four days a week. Zoom. That became all the rage for obvious reasons during the economic shutdown, the pandemic, And then people started to do business the regular way again, and that stock is down 89%. But it is a legit business and was for years before the pandemic. And I think people more and more as they migrate, I already talked about that, more people moving to remote locations. Once things settle down and start growing again, Zoom is your leader there, and it's it's an 89% decline from its high. I've got two more, but I do need to take a break. Otherwise, I'm going to be shoving about 10 minutes of commercials to you all at once later in the show. So I'll come back with two more, and then I'll kind of wrap up this segment. But there's a gift out there. It's just a matter of how much risk you want to take. We'll be right back. I wish I could pick up an electric guitar and do that, like Mark Knopfler. But lack of talent, can't really do it. I can pick up an acoustic guitar and, and strum a few chords, but that is the, um, that's the, the extreme of my uh, musical talent. Uh, too bad. 
uh, maybe in another life. Um, speaking of kind of having another shot at things, that's what I'm talking about right now in the investment world. And I started by talking about the fact that um, when the Internet bubble burst a little bit more than 20 years ago, people who were fortunate enough, patient enough, risk tolerant enough might have gone in to say, hey, of all these beaten down Internet companies, let's see, Pets.com, nah, probably won't make it. I'll ignore that one. Look at some other things. Uh, Yeah, that one doesn't look. Amazon, oh, that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I bought some books off that recently. Hmm, maybe someday they might not just do only books. I I wonder if they could turn that into like a marketplace of everything. Ah, Okay, it's down here to about 27, 28 cents a share. Of course, adjusted for splits. Uh, Yeah, I'll put some money in that. And 20 years later, it's only up 68,000% annualizing 38.6% for 20 years. Now, that's one of those extreme things that I don't know that will be repeated, and I'm not suggesting that it will be. My point here is the same thing is occurring to a certain degree right now. We had a lot of these newfangled technology companies that benefited from the economy shutting down. And their stocks soared, and they have since crashed as we've tried to return to some sort of normalcy. But many of these companies have viable businesses. Many of them were already turning a profit. Now, they've since posted some losses here as they got ahead of themselves and they got caught up in the mania and they hired too many people. And now they're writing everything off as they're laying off people and they're reporting losses. But that doesn't mean the company is going to go away. Amazon did not report a profit for years. So, Give the disclaimer again, these examples that I'm giving you of companies that actually could do well the next 10 to 20 years, not to the level of Amazon, but still being giving you market beating returns, possibly no guarantee of that. Uh, But the disclaimer is um, this is only for risk tolerant folks. These are not buy recommendations. Again, I do not personally own these five companies I'm talking about, and I have no plans to buy them anytime soon. I may never buy them. I may dip my toe in in three months. I have no idea, but I'm intrigued by it. I'll, I'll say that much. And and also, admittedly, it is kind of an age thing. It is. At age 60, am I trying to make as much money as I can by the time I'm 80? Uh, yeah, I still want to have returns, let's be honest, but it's not as important to me. For those of you listening who might be 30 or 40 or 46 or whatever, and if we're looking at a 20-year time horizon, that's that's a much bigger thing, right? If you're 35 and what this could mean by the time you're 55 as you're thinking about retirement, it's a little different for people my age. So, uh, you know, that kind of plays into the personal game here for me as well. So the first three that I mentioned would be like a Coinbase, which is down 91% from its high. But that's only if you believe crypto is here to stay in some form. If you do and you don't think the government's going to come in and wipe them out, that is an intriguing pick for the next 20 years. Not a buy recommendation, just something for you to consider on your own. Another one would be a DraftKings. If you believe, as I do, that gambling is going to become more prevalent, not less, and will eventually be legal in all 50 states. DraftKings is already ahead of the game and one of the leaders there, along with FanDuel's and a couple of others. Zoom Technology, already a viable business before the pandemic, 
And I believe as we got back to some normalcy, at least enough companies realized, you know what, this kind of works for us. I don't know that we necessarily need to have as many in-office meetings. And some of, for example, me, I just thought about this. I've now got some clients who, especially those who might live a few hours away, who would, okay, yeah, once or twice a year, I'll drive into your office in Chesterfield for a meeting. How about this? I only drive in once every couple of years, and in between, we do a Zoom meeting. Uh, That's been happening. That's their call, and they enjoy doing that. I get it. Zoom is a leader in that. That stock down 89% from its all-time high, down 64% year-to-date. Now, here's two more. Not by recommendations, just something something intriguing to think about. DocuSign. DocuSign, again, a viable business even before the pandemic, got completely caught up in the mania, hired way too many people thinking, well, everybody now is just going to use DocuSign even after the pandemic is over. And, of course, that didn't work. You could have seen that a mile away. Well, that stock is down 83% from its all-time high. 65% this year alone. That is a leader, of course, in that kind of technology where we use DocuSign all the time in our business, by the way. I used it today with a client. We needed to send something um, over email that they needed to sign real quick. DocuSign, boom, done. And then lastly, uh, do you think cybersecurity, that industry, is a growing field or do you think it's overdone? I think we can all agree, my goodness, cybersecurity companies are a, 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 a place to be. There's no question about that. Now, how do you pick? that? I'm not a stock analyst, all right? I just picked one of the leaders in that field would be CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike, well-known. They do a lot of advertising, good, viable company. That stock, not down quite as much as the other stocks I told you about, down in the 80s and plus 90% to the downside. CrowdStrike, though, still down by two-thirds, down 66.5% from its all-time high. It's been cut in half this year, in 2022, down 50%. So if you believe that cybersecurity is only going to explode in the subsequent years and decades, then you look at a leader like a crowd strike that has just been bludgeoned like everything else. So there's five that I just kind of came up with. And I'm just, since we're having fun with this, I thought, you know what you could do? Whatever money you have to invest, you, you literally could divide it in five names like that. You only need one. You only need one Amazon, don't you? Think about that. You could have two, if you, let's say, put $10,000 into those five, you have 50 grand, and you divided it up and say, okay, that's it, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not going to get caught up in the day-to-day fluctuations because it'll drive me crazy because I know it's going to happen. I know me as an investor. As soon as I do something like that, those stocks will get cut in half again. Hey, I get it, right? We all have that sense about ourselves as investors from time to time. But this is a 20-year game. This is the game that we're playing right now, using the Amazon analogy from 2001 to uh, 21. You do that with five stocks like this. Let's say two actually go out of business. You lost 10 grand. Actually, you lost 20 grand. Uh, Two do okay. You know, they do about what the S&P 500 does. Okay, whatever the S&P does. And then you have one that just kills it. Doesn't even have to be anything like Amazon, which averaged 38, 39% for 20 years. But you do have one that, let's say, averages 20 to 25%. You are turning that 10,000 into seven figures 
I have to do the math, maybe even eight figures at that level for 20 years. It only takes one. So I look at that. I was joking with my um, teammates today, my colleagues, uh, about this very issue and said, hey, I'm going to have some fun with this on the show. What do you think of these five? And I said, let's play our own game. Which two would, if you had to pick two of these five, and I'm not going to declare or, or, or tell you what they picked or even the two that I picked because I don't want people to think that that's a, I'm recommending that. I've got to be careful here. But I picked two of the five if I had to, and they picked two of the five, uh, my two other colleagues. And interesting, one of them made all three of our lists, and then we were different from the uh, from the other ones. But we all agreed, you know what? to be safe, what you would do is you come up with five and you just divide it and you do it today. And then you'd put them in a, out. you wouldn't even put them on your computer. You don't want to look at them. And then 10 years, wake up and go, oh, shoot. Okay, well, I can write off a couple of them. They went bankrupt. But look at that one. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So I'm just having fun here, folks. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I'm going to come back on X in 20 years. 80 years old, and I'm going to pull out this piece of paper here. I'm going to say, remember those five stocks I gave you guys? What did I tell you? One of them hit it big. Maybe two or three of them. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Notice one of them that's not on that list that I didn't include. They did make my first 20, but not my even my final 10. Tesla. A variety of reasons, and there's something about a cult of personality involved in companies. I've always been turned off by that. I've seen them blow up. Um, I've never been a Tesla shareholder. Love the product. One of my colleagues owns it. In fact, I was just in his Tesla today. Great vehicle. But, um, man, they've got some problems because of um, a lot of personal issues with Elon Musk. He's a genius, but a lot of time geniuses, man, they're their own worst enemy. He could do no wrong for the longest time. Now, that could be turn out to be an unbelievable buy down here because that stock has also been bludgeoned. But that's something that I'll just kind of stay away from, especially now that other companies like Ford and GM are successfully getting into that EV business. And one more on that. You know, Tesla had a little bit of advantage because they were creating their own network of, um, oh, what do you call them, these, these, these charging stations. Well, you may have seen now that the Biden administration has subsidized these new charging networks all over the place. So Tesla's even lost that advantage. So that didn't kind of make my final five, but who knows? That could That could be one of those... Companies that turns it around, but uh, Elon Musk is certainly going to have to change directions here shortly. All right, last break uh, for the two hours that I'm on tonight. We'll be back and close it up after this break. my friends. Thanks for tuning in to us uh, on Camo X tonight. Dave Simons has been um, your very grateful host. Like I said before, I will be back on these very airwaves on Monday, January 2nd, filling in from 1 to 3 p.m. And then again, uh, a week from tomorrow night, Thursday, 8 to 10, filling in uh, at your service. Um, When is that? January 5th. Yeah, a week from tomorrow. So I spend some time in the first hour relaying to you some recent findings of these surveys of Americans from a consumer standpoint, from an investor standpoint, 
also how professional investors see the markets next year. And it's pretty consistent. There's not a lot of optimism for 2023. And as a contrarian, I don't mind seeing that. I always get a little nervous when everyone's overly giddy and you're coming off a great year and you just think that's going to happen again. You know, the sports analogy is how often in, in any sport, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, doesn't matter, baseball, when a team wins the championship of their uh, perspective sport, how many times are they considered one of the favorites the following year? All the time. All the time. So as the uh, sports writers get together and they start predicting who's going to win the championship the following year, if the team that won it isn't picked to win it again, they're almost always in the in that discussion of the final two or three. That's just the way it always is. But very rarely in any sport do you have repeat champions. And just look at the L.A. Rams. They win the Super Bowl last year, and they were in the discussion to win it again this year, and yet... They are having a horrible year and have already long been eliminated from the playoffs. That's the way things happen all the time. So as we look to 2023, um, just don't, please, don't get caught up in a lot of the predictions that are happening because very seldom do um, any of them pan out. And earlier I had given the... um, the, I think, eye-opening numbers of the history of the market. These are facts. When you look at, since 1928, the average return of the S&P 500, like I said, was up 9.8%. But yet, returns have have never actually been 9.8% in any given year. And even on 2% of either side, from 78 to 11.8, it's only been four times. And for the first time ever, at least since this has been looked at by Bloomberg going back 22 years, for the first time ever, the consensus estimate of Wall Street strategists is for the S&P to actually be down next year. They've never predicted down year before, even though the markets had five or six down years since 2000. They never picked it. So they pick it after we've had a down year. Yes, we've had consecutive down years but it hasn't happened since 0102. That was actually three down years in a row, 2000 to 02. Uh, before that, you have to go all the way back to 73, 74. So it's been a long time and does 50 years. It's only happened twice. So will it happen again in 2023? Of course it could happen. I tell people this. You want a handicap how the market is going to do next year, you get one thing right. That's it, one thing. Market really doesn't care about Russia, Ukraine. It, it, it's it's a legitimate worry. There's no question about it. That thing could get really off the rails. But the market doesn't really respond to a lot of that global economic stuff it, and, and um, things that happen halfway around the world, even though it makes headlines every day. It really matters what our U.S. economy is doing, and ultimately what profits are doing. But one thing, how will the Fed somehow rein in inflation without crashing this economy into a very deep recession? That's it. You get that debate right, and you will you'll be able to predict the direction of the market. So if you are of the opinion that the Fed will start winding down its rate rate hiking cycle like a lot of people do, 
and then they'll sit and do nothing and let all their previous rate hikes work through the economy, do its dirty business, and then get inflation to come down to a reasonable level by the end of the year with no significant damage, we are going to have one heck of a rally for 2023. That's my opinion, but that's a hypothetical outcome. If the Fed can successfully engineer the so-called soft landing, we are going to have a very profitable year. Not not right away from January 2nd, but overall for the full year. Now, if you're of the opinion somewhere in between that, yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be terrible, not like 2008, but I think we're going to dip into a recession at some point. If you're of that opinion, I think the market still finishes higher for the year. It may not be up 20, 25, 30%, but it will likely be up because the market will not be surprised of a mild recession. Much of that is already discounted into current prices. That is a consensus feel, by the way. Where you would be on the bearish side is if the Fed loses its fight. And it just cannot rein in inflation. Is is? Let's say this is what happened back in the seventies. This actually happened three different times. The Fed back then raised rates. They then stopped because they saw inflation starting to come down, but they hadn't successfully won the battle, and inflation started to go back up and hit new highs. The Fed started raising rates a second cycle, then stopped. Then inflation went back up and hit an all-time high, three different legs. Instead of the Fed continuing to battle, continuing to battle, it stopped two different times until finally Volcker said, that's it, and pushed rates up 18 to 20% and finally killed it. The Fed does not want to repeat that mistake from the 70s. So I think that's your battle. That's the issue. You want to look and follow one particular issue as you're looking at your portfolio this year. It's the Fed's fight against inflation. Get that argument right, and you'll successfully divide the direction of the market. All right? Hopefully that will give you something to think about as we head into the new year. I will hopefully talk to all of you next Monday at 1 o'clock. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.